You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Kura. That's Grey Cup B, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted, it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Kura and Brazilian Tide as we near the end of February. It's kind of funny. Last time we record, it's two days before the Super Bowl, and I mentioned nothing about it. <laughs> so, did you do well with your bets or no? Um, yeah, not not terrible. It, I didn't lose did okay. fifty six hundred bucks like I did in twenty seventeen. <laughs> I had a rough February, so the last time we record, <laughs> I had just locked my keys in my truck. It happened again. The next week. I was going to say for the first time. (laughs) And then family day long weekend, I went driving into the bush with my little old crappy ranger, got stuck, phone dead, (laughs) had to walk back to town. Like, Why is your phone dead? The cold. Why are you driving to the bush with a dead phone? The cold killed it. That's my defense. You didn't have it plugged in in the truck? No, I didn't bring a cord. Mistake number eight. (laughs) Look, a lot went wrong to create that situation. I'm well aware. No. (laughs) News to me. 15 on the list. Like, the perfect... No, no, usually programs are only 12 steps. (laughs) So let's hope March... Is a little less it turbulent. Get any worse. No, it can't. Well, it can't. I guess it could. It could. <laughs> but hey, hey, your devil's got Timo Meyer. Yeah, look at that. That's a pretty good ad for, for three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this episode of Two and Out brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities in Alberta. It's awesome. You get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. So if you choose Park Power, you're choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local, it's very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kazoski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. You can learn more at parkpower.ca. There's actually been a few pretty big news items since the last time we recorded, and the last time we recorded, it was before free agency officially opened, but it seemed like we knew kind of 90% of what was going to happen the day that it opened, so there hasn't really been Maybe that many big surprises uh, happening. I guess maybe the big thing that happened in the past week or 10 days or so is that uh, the Montreal Alouettes have been taken over by the Canadian Football League. uh, And they've started that accelerated process to find a new owner for the club. Here we are again. And look, Stern and Spiegel, it was a short tenure but probably integral to get the team through the pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, 
they were willing at that time to prop up the franchise through it. And the unfortunate passing of Sid Spiegel, it just, uh, what, what can you that, do? That just blew the whole situation exactly. up. Exactly. So I, I think if they get this to local ownership, I think that it could end up being a pretty good mm-hmm. thing for the Alouettes here in the end, really. That end, I mean, the, the sooner that this is resolved, probably the better. Like you said, they propped them up during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happens to the Alouettes if, yeah. if, they, if they don't come in. Uh, right. The CFLRA lot was going to lose so much already. And then if they would have had to prop that up too, I don't know what, what mm-hmm. would have happened. It could have been another situation where we lose a Montreal franchise again. Um, local would obviously be the best choice. Yep. If you can find, if you can find somebody to, to step in and do that, um, you know, you want that stability. You want somebody that's involved more in the, or not, not, not saying that the Stern and Spiegel's weren't, mm-hmm. But like you want somebody that's involved in the community. You want them to feel like it's part. It, it's Montreal. It's not just somebody from the outside, like with the Boston Red Sox being owned by somebody overseas. Yeah, that the the Boston Red Sox suffer because they're worried more about their soccer team, like stuff like that. Like you want it to feel as as one unit, and you can get like kind of like Saskatchewan. How one really every team in CFL, like the community presence has to be. Yes, yeah. on field is important, all that yeah. stuff. But community presence has to be at near the top of the list because that's how you get fans to come out. Especially uh, on the the smaller scale of the CFL, like the Boston Red Sox, that brand, like the the brand yeah. is so like almost bulletproof. You know that <laughs> it doesn't really matter who's signing the checks. Well, at some point, you know, it yeah. does it, to build that connection with uh, the fans. But I think it just mm-hmm. means so much more. In, in a league like the CFL, it should be about the fans. And uh, that's, I think, a part of why there's such a passionate group of people that like, follow this league. Do, do you think if somebody, if a Calgary biz, like businessman bought the Elks, that people would be, like, ecstatic? <laughs> no. They would be. <laughs> or, yeah. or, like, if, if Rogers bought, bought the Ticats? <laughs> Wait, I thought Hamilton was Toronto. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the point. Like, that, I'm putting that joke aside to make yeah. this reference. Look at that. The Ticats get to play in the Sky Dome. <laughs> and the Argos, they can still... <laughs> they might even be able to bring back McLeod Bethel Thompson. <laughs> well, and if they do play at Rogers, the infield is staying in. Yeah. Yeah, we could do with the old Oakland Coliseum days in Canada. Why not? Candlestick. <laughs> uh, last that, note of the that, Owls. That part of the country had such a bad, bad reputation with stadiums, didn't they? They did. <laughs> Pacific um, Northwest, stay hot. <laughs> Mario Ciccini, uh, he's back as the team's interim president, uh, which is good. He His contract wasn't renewed with the Owls. And now he's back to take care of the day-to-day operations. So a little uh, bit of continuity. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
as far as on the field stuff goes, uh, they did sign Siante Evans, which is a pretty good addition to that secondary. And they did uh, acquire Jesse Gibbon, the offensive lineman from the Edmonton Elks, in exchange for the team's second round pick in the 2024 draft. I, I thought Gibbon was a good addition for Edmonton. Uh, 26 years old, didn't stick around long. That's what uh, Chris Jones does. So the Owls are gonna gonna have him with them next year. Now, I did mention McLeod Bethel-Thompson. I was under the impression that he would be playing in the CFL this year. Uh, And it has been said multiple times by Farhan Lalji and other reporters that it was never about the money for him. And because his wife does well. (laughs) Like, he just wants to keep living his dream and playing football. But after free agency... Uh, he's done. He's uh, playing in the USFL, and he's actually going to take a pay cut uh, than what he would have made with the Argonauts Mm -hmm. this year. It's kind of funny. I don't want to compare the guys, but it's almost like his statement was more uh, complimentary to the CFL than Nathan Rourke's was. (laughs) Which... (laughs) Was interesting to me. I, I found and McLeod Bethel Thompson's a bit of an interesting guy, and uh, his leadership style. He, he's so hard on himself, and, and there were a few times in the last few seasons where he's like, "We need to protect this three-down game." I've, I've become a fan of this guy, and mm-hmm. he, he got kind of jerked around by the Argos a little bit. That's that's, that's what I was going to say. For him to say what he said, yeah is it it just shows you the kind of person he is because of what he went through being cut what was it four times yeah and still coming back to them like it was nuts and and we kind of did the same thing the Argos. yeah <laughs> but i mean i mean at the same time you have to do what's right for your family yeah exactly like yeah the money exactly. the money is whatever but i mean if his wife is going to make enough to yeah and he can and they can afford the pay cut and everything i mean then then so be it and i mean it makes it look and I, we always we t- talked about this season with Rourke. Uh, you know, is he going to be around? Is he going to have NFL yeah. looks? He used the CFL as a jump as a as a springboard, which is fine. Good for just him. Don't, yeah. yeah, just don't hide it. Don't 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 yeah. lie to us. Yeah, yeah. Now, I guess as far as twenty twenty three goes, the Argos going to be in good shape with Chad Kelly. Well, they'll probably get to four straight great cups and lose them. But <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, <laughs> the Argos, they've still been able to maintain a pretty darn mm-hmm. good roster around the quarterback. I was kind of wondering if Enoch Boamba would be back. He's back. Like, Well, how much are they spending on the quarterback position now? That's true. It's like last year with BC, right? Yep. So the Argos are <laughs> they're going to be an interesting team to watch again. I mean, Orima Lod from uh from Calgary's now in Toronto. Moamba's back, the linebackers, uh, Jordan Williams, they got the Canadian mm-hmm. from BC, Moamba, Winton McManus, like <laughs> they're still going to be a, a good yeah. team. It's just all about do you do you like what you see from uh Chad Kelly and I think at minimum He's probably gonna generate some uh, 
some highlights, uh, good yeah. or bad. And I think he'll get <laughs> hey. some people talking, man. All, no press is bad press, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, you look at it, who else, like what other options did they have at the quarterback position yeah. by the time this all came down? Everybody had already picked where they were going. The only guy available was Dane Evans. And you're not going to trade for him. Nope. Unless you're BC. Which doesn't make any sense to me. But great segue. Dane Evans is now a BC Lion. And I think people were kind of wondering are they just going to flip him to Toronto? We, we saw that happen. Uh... That's, that's <laughs> what I fully expected. Yeah. I, I expected Hamilton. Like, I, people are saying, trade this guy, trade this guy. It's like, well, does he, if you want him traded, then he obviously doesn't have value. So what are you going to get in return? Are you just willing to take a seventh round pick? Because yeah. then you might as well just, just wave them. And they don't do that. They get something from, from BC, but I mean, BC's quarterback room is pretty crowded now. The Ticats get a conditional fourth round pick in the 2024 CFL draft after sending uh, Dane Evans to the West Coast. You've said it multiple times on this show. Dane said it himself. He, he likes to have, I guess, another guy that he's competing with in the quarterback room, which is kind of a... I thought kind of a strange thing to say. That's like Wayne Gretzky saying, like, oh, I can't do it. I, I just can't play this good without a second-line center that I never play with. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, now, Vernon Adams Jr. and Dane Evans, that's that's an interesting room. But they also have Dominic Davis, who's going to get, you know, 16 mm-hmm. rushing well, touchdowns. and. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who I so so Vernon Adams Jr. gets hurt. Who are you starting? Well, <laughs> do you want good? Uh, no turnovers are good turnovers, but if you want turnovers, <laughs> they're serving them up in Vancouver. <laughs> oh, on a platter. <laughs> well, and they also bring in uh, Sean Lemon, who at 34 years old. Mm-hmm. Had his best season for, with for Calgary the third time. time. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah. A, he's a lion he's ageless. again. It's it's incredible, and he, I believe he's the active leader in quarterback sacks too. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, unless Charleston plays again. I don't again, think he was as a team. So it's funny. yeah. If yeah, if you look at uh, the the defensive line roster on BC on their website, it actually covers my entire screen. So <laughs> it's going to be quite the room uh, <laughs> come training camp. But there's actually a lot of recognizable names they've got. Obviously, Sean Lemon. It's like a junior eight invitee camp. <laughs> Steven the Stove Richardson, uh, Nathan Cherry mm-hmm. from Saskatchewan, Matthew Betts, Woody Barron, Josh Banks. Like at v- v- the absolute minimum, they're going to be fresh. <laughs> Matthew Betts and Sean Lemon. Bets and lemon together. That'll be uh, something. You, you kind of just wired. fill in the rest of the defensive line, like oh. yeah. This is going to be uh, yeah. The Lions are going to be quite the interesting team, and I know they lost. Um, you know Brian Burnham coming out of the year, but they they were able to bring Rhymes back, and that opened up a lot of cap room, though. Yeah. Yeah. Justin McKinnis yeah. from the Riders is now in uh, in BC, and I, I just think that uh, Keon Hatcher is probably going to have a career year 
coming up for the Lions here. And he, he's only coming into his third or fourth year. Yeah, third full season. He had his first 1,000-yard season last year, mm-hmm. uh, played all over the offense. He's probably going to be a guy to, I think, watch in, in BC. He'll be, uh, he'll be getting the ball a lot more. He had 70 okay. catches, as it was just last year. Well, like I said, played all over the offense, like, you know, inside, yeah. outside, field side, bound. It didn't matter. He just kind of did what he was told. Yeah. You know, and you get all the different routes, all the different positions. You know what you're doing. It just makes you a better receiver. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like I think between him and Rhymes, I think you got two guys that are going to get you a 1,000 yards each and still be threats to get lots of touchdowns. Mike Jones, uh, the defensive back, is uh, heading to BC as well. That guy's made some plays uh, himself. But the Ticats, if Grey Cups were won in February, the Ticats are probably the champs. Now. <laughs> if but if Grey Cups were won the week before Grey Cup. Yeah. Now, if I look at this roster and say Craig Dickinson was coaching. <laughs> so you got, you got Duke Williams, Simone Lawrence and Chris Edwards. How short are our huh. memories? Chris Edwards was fighting tie cat fans. <laughs> Not two years ago in BMO though. In BMO, it wasn't at, <laughs> Is he going to fight Argo fans in BMO now? <laughs> Just go straight straight up heel turn. <laughs> Chris Edwards, you know, he reminds me a lot of Happy Gilmore. I wonder if that's what we're going to see next year. Like, he's ready to snap. He's ready to th- throw the club. And then Vanessa looks at him and he's Otter just... throw? Yeah, yeah. Brings it down. Brings it down. Like Also, also shooter... <laughs> Shooter should have won that tournament because Happy didn't record shots he missed. And those are penalty strokes. Those are strokes. Those are still strokes when you miss the ball. So Simone and Edwards of the same defense, that's not a team right now that I really want to deal with. No, but if you're an offense, you're looking at a free 30 yards a game. (laughs) Minimum. Yeah. Maybe a half. <laughs> Ooh, not go that far. <laughs> let's let's just look at the those additions in in Hamilton. Kwaku Boateng is uh, there now. Jagera Davis is back there, so I guess that's a guaranteed Grey mm-hmm. Cup berth at least. Uh, yep. Ted Laurent is sticking around. Casey Sales from from Winnipeg, obviously. Bo Levi Mitchell. Well, and then. Jameer Thurman and Fraser Sopik, linebackers from Calgary. Joel Figueroa from BC. Like, like I yeah. said, if Grey Cups were won in February, they got James Butler from BC at running back, which they won't use. So he'll be used mostly as a passing. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> that signing at all. They should go zero running back and six receivers. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? The, and they, Air raid. They were able to re-sign Tim White. So mm-hmm. the Cats on paper right now, they are the this beasts is, it, of the East, man. 
it, it feels like we're shaping up for another Hamilton Toronto East final, which yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah. Um, I just getting there. Like I, Hamilton is going to be a team that should be relatively fun to watch yeah. just because of all the new faces. Like, you know, you got Bo in somewhere other than Calgary. Is it Bo? Is it Dave Dickinson to get, you know, it's the Brady, the Brady Belichick situation. Like right. I'm not calling Bo Tom Brady by any means, but I mean, you look at the active quarterbacks in CFL right now and he's the most prolific guy that they've got. Yeah. Yeah. In the league. So like, it's, it's going to be nice to see or be fun to watch like how that plays out, whether or not it's a system thing or if he is actually just a gunslinger and can do it anywhere. And and then you look at yeah, the James Butler signing is useless. No, no offense to James <laughs> Butler, but they're not going to use him. Yeah, exactly. Unless, unless Bo gets to make his own calls. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, the defense is going to be a, a freaking nightmare. Well, if you look at Mitchell uh, offenses, how many good running backs did he work with in Calgary? He All always had, mm-hmm. yeah, they always had a back ready to go. And I, I thought that it would have been cool to see Wes Hills if he got the ball in Hamilton more, but he went to the USFL. So, uh, I mean, can't fault the guy. He's going to go uh, home and see if he can make some cash. Play for, play for a season, make some cash, legal fold, and he'll be back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the uh, rinse and repeat cycle with spring yeah. football in the U.S. of A. Uh, the, the only spring football the states care about are scrimmage games at like the red and white game at <laughs> Nebraska and stuff like that. Like. Well, I think Ottawa is going to have a thing to say too about uh, Hamilton and Toronto. Uh, I don't think so. You're you're not worried about them at all? No. Well, I mean, they're going to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there, uh, Masoli and Arbuckle uh, going to be in the quarterback room. They were able to bring in uh, Canadian receiver Lamar Durant, which I think he's still got potential. He just needs to stay mm-hmm. on the field, man. Uh, yeah, if he can stay on the field, he'd be able to make some plays for that Red Blacks offense. Uh, Sherrod Baltimore and Abdul Kenna are uh, staying in Ottawa as well. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, it looks like maybe Devontae Williams is going to be their running back going into the season. Uh, William Powell, maybe he retires, uh, but he hasn't signed anywhere. So maybe that's an area that uh, is interesting looking at uh, Ottawa's roster. And Drew Desjardins, the the offensive lineman, that is a pretty big Mm -hmm. addition to that uh, Ottawa offensive line. So there's going to be some battles in in the east, well, they got Shaq Evans too. So maybe yeah. he, maybe he replaces Darvin Adams. Uh, looks like he hasn't signed anywhere either. The veteran in uh, the CFL. So the the West probably going to be pretty tight. I mean the East, but the West, I <laughs> I I I was thinking about predicting this thing. Like to me, Saskatchewan finishes fifth. It's probably still Winnipeg, obviously. Um, like at some it, point, it's not going to be. Yeah, is this the year? I mean, Kenny the King Lawler and Zach Caleros back together. Yeah, like yeah, this is not the year. <laughs> and like Caleros, I mean, the offense throws more than when Lawler was in Winnipeg before. So mm. it's going to be completely different. Edmonton's going to be better. 
I I like the moves that BC has made, even though they lost their quarterback. So they're going to be fun to watch. There's more optimism in Saskatchewan, I'll say now, than two months ago. Uh, <laughs> I know it, it does appear they're going to lose Darnell Sankey. I think he did sign in the XFL. Yeah. Uh, so he's the Arlington yeah, I Renegades. Saw his, I yeah. saw his jersey this morning. Oh, he was Twitter. playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, he showed. He showed this. He showed his new jersey. So I mean, with Trevor Harris there, uh, we had a lot of great conversations about this over the weekend. It's like mm-hmm. him and Fajardo. Maybe they get the same results. They're completely different guys, though. Harris, I think. I think Trevor Harris helps the the O line a lot more than Fajardo did. He's a better passer. And he'll get the ball away way faster than Fajardo. So yes, and of course the Riders made some moves on the O line. So they've they brought in some guys here. Philip Blake back in Saskatchewan. Peter Godbird's a CFL veteran. He's been around uh, a few years. So they're bringing in some guys here. And then, like you said, if they're running more and uh, Harris is there, he can be a bit hot and cold. Sometimes he looks like this guy can throw for 500 yards, and he has yeah. done it. Yeah. Uh, but if they're going to be uh, having that strategy of getting the ball away quickly, I think that will help some of those younger guys if they're keeping them around on the O-line for sure. Well, I mean, you you saw the – the picture, I don't know who posted it. I don't, I don't think it was you, but I think you sent it to me. That summed up the rider season with five O-linemen basically. Oh, yeah. You know, pacing down their own quarterback to try to get in front of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's not, not going to be an issue with, with Harris. I mean, you know, three seconds, that ball's going to be out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which can also lead to the issues of, of interceptions and stuff because, you know, it's quick. Guys miss breaks. Stuff like that happens too. Uh, but he has the ability to hide warts on that offensive line that Fajardo didn't. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we'll see what they do in Montreal. And, and they lost some pretty big targets. Yeah, they did. And I know that I think Sean Bain's a little bit under the radar. Oh, he's not a big mm-hmm. guy, so uh, yeah. But so he, he might literally be. <laughs> he's under he's, the radar. He's yeah, he's a, he is a speedster. Um, mm-hmm. Now I know they bring in Winnicke. Winnicke, he's six four. Schaefer Baker six four. Lenny is six five. So they do have mm-hmm. some big bodies anyway. And I Schaefer Baker, they need to find a way to consistently get him the ball this coming year. Yeah, uh, yeah, like you know, Winnicke is probably going to have a rebound yeah. here. You would hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, and guys like Schaefer Baker and. Uh, they're bringing the in uh, uh, Breskison and Lennius and yes, uh, yeah, Lennius. You know, those are guys that got to take kind of a step forward, a step up yeah. because you know Shaq Evans is gone, Duke is like all these guys yeah. are gone. You're going to get moved up the depth chart. You have to start producing. Schaefer Baker's they only do, if they take that step forward, right? Yeah, and he yeah. had a hell. I thought he had a great year last year. It, it's just circumstances. Yeah, he's one of the best receivers uh, after the catch. Like, uh, well, he had 412 mm-hmm. yards after catch uh, last year. Chicken and bake, baby. Yeah. So he had 960 yards. There's no reason that they shouldn't mm-hmm. have him over that 
thousand yard mark this year. Uh, Winicky will probably have, obviously he'll have pressure on him too. And the Harris will be familiar with him. So uh, that goes a long way to helping out that rider offense. Mentioned Winnipeg a little bit already. They're keeping that core together. Lawler's back. Rashid Bailey sticking around. Dembski sticking around. I, Guys are getting picked off that roster, though. Like, you know, little one by here, little. one there, one here. Little by little. Well, and I think Shame. <laughs> there were at times last year when the O-line wasn't as dominant as mm-hmm. what we've come to know. And same with the D-line. Maybe they were getting the pressures that it's not really measured by stats. They weren't getting the sack Anymore. numbers that they were getting no. uh, in years past. So, and that kind of can leave your DBs out to dry a little bit. But Calaris was making the plays that he needed to make when he needed yeah. to make them. So, the, 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 it wasn't the dominant bomber offense from their first two championships. It, that was the that, most beatable we've seen them in the last three yep, years. Yep. Yeah, but they I mean, still got Big Hill, and uh, <laughs> they're making it happen. Uh, yeah. Pretty good job again by uh, Kyle Walters and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Calgary Stampeders, this always happens with them. They kind of wait for guys to take their guys and pay them more, and they're able to have these under-the-radar signings. Jameer Thurman's gone. They, they've lost Sankey. I know that was last offseason, but now they bring in Micah Alway. And we've mm-hmm. seen this. Even Corey Greenwood was a, a couple of years ago. He comes to Calgary, and it's like he's he's his old self, and he's just this dominant linebacker. I, we might be in for a career year for Micah Alway here. He's going to have be- a record in – Concussions and injuries of receivers cutting across the middle. Those poor running backs in the uh, West Division that have or, to deal. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Awey head on judge. collisions, <laughs> and they were able to bring in Jamal Campbell. He did. He was a right tackle last year mm-hmm. with uh, the Rough Riders, but uh, Kadeem Carey sticking around there. And Calgary is. They've always got these guys stashed, and. They're a team Aiden that Logan I, last year. Yeah. I'll never count them out because no. th- there's always these receivers that appear <laughs> out of nowhere, and it's like, where's this guy been? Yeah. yeah, he's been on the PR for a year and a half, and all of a sudden he comes out and has an explosive are year. You, are you doing a Michael Ball impression right now and saying that they're <laughs> like paying guys too much to stick around? <laughs> Hey, maybe that we got to watch for their ownership situation too. There were kind of some rumblings during the Grey Cup mm-hmm. uh, that something would be going on in Calgary. But Malik Henry was that guy last year where yep. he's only 25 years old and he has 1,000 yards in 13 games. Well, when yeah, half of them come against production. Edmonton. <laughs> hey, you don't get to pick who you play. <laughs> but like, like like you're saying that like all these guys leave and they get these guys that come in and they kind of have a resurgence i think it's because calgary when they bring guys in they don't like they know what they want and that's who they bring in yeah like that style of player for that position this is what they want them to do so they don't have to change 
what the guy does, right? It's not like, you know, if, if you were to take Willie Jefferson somewhere and all of a sudden not let him pass rush, would he be that good at kind of like covering running backs out of the backfield? Probably eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But he's probably going to get burned a lot too, to start. But like mm-hmm. a guy like Michael Awe comes in, you let him play like he plays, like it solidifies your defense even more. And you don't change him, just let him do his thing. And that's what Calgary does. Watching Edmonton this year is going to be, oh man. They're making they, the playoffs. They are. I, I think they really are. I think it's it's kind of the same yeah. problem. Like Cornelius has a rifle of an arm. I'm not going to dispute that. Mm-hmm. But he's it's kind of the Chris Jones zero quarterback uh, strategy, <laughs> like they did in Saskatchewan, trying to win games with your defense. Like I've never watched a well, team let's not, like let's not, that. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. Chris Jones isn't the only coach in Saskatchewan to play without a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remember watching. I, I can't remember a team where you were more excited to watch defense. <laughs> Maybe some of those Steelers teams that you've been a fan of. That uh, Baltimore Ravens, the yeah, yeah. one Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they had Trent Dilford. <laughs> He's more you, exciting as a coach in high school than he is as a quarterback. And you'd rather watch your team play. I defense. hate the Ravens. There's something yeah. wrong with that. Uh, some of the those Charlie, Bears the teams. Charlie Batch years, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What well, you? I mean, they still had was, was that Jim McMahon? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the Bears, like he was still fun to watch. But yeah, yeah Bears, like, some the, great references. The defense here. Is... <laughs> That's for the Polish YouTube sausage. viewers. <laughs> Please subscribe Stop, on boss. <laughs> Or don't. Man. Yeah, well, if you do, you get to see this glorious mustache. The mustache. That uh, receiving core now in Edmonton, Dylan Mitchell, mm-hmm. another year there, Geno Lewis, big money. I wasn't sure that there was yeah. going to be another $300,000 receiver. This has to be the last year that it happens. This has <laughs> yeah, to be the last until year. Until next year. If it uh, doesn't work. If it doesn't work. If it doesn't work. They can't. You can't do it anymore. Three hundred and twenty k. Good for Gino Lewis. That guy is. He should sell some jerseys. He should sell tickets in Edmonton. Well, guaranteed win nights uh, coming up against Saskatchewan in June. So uh, <laughs> they've got uh, Gino. Kind of have to go to that just just to watch the world burn. <laughs> Dunbar Mitchell. They signed Kyron Moore. Manny Arsenault's there for one more ride. Like, there is uh, some talent in that receiving core. Mm-hmm. And we get a full season of Kevin Brown, uh, the, the running back who came on last year. He had over six and a half yards of carry, over 74 carries. So, th- that and guy. Another year, Chris Jones adding guys on the defensive side of the ball. We, we know him as a defensive guru. He's got the guys he wants, maybe not everywhere yet. But the majority of them have got to be in place now, and that defense is going to be vastly improved. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they got AC uh, Leonard on the defensive line, Leonard and Ceresna, mm-hmm. and the defense is going. Obviously, they have to be better. Um, he's bringing in guys that it are can't be worse. <laughs> familiar with his system from his time in mm-hmm. Saskatchewan. 
so there's going to be a lot of familiar guys uh, to Chris Jones anyway uh, that know his defense. I'm uh, didn't even Don't mention Kai Loxley. Oh. <laughs> oh, who do you not want me to mention? What's <laughs> well, on the prep sheet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> The third quarter stretch in Edmonton has been a rich tradition. Don't. For the past, I don't know, 70 years. And uh, Brian Hall uh, changing his uh, roles at the broadcaster of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Ched. 70 years broadcasting team. It it is. It doesn't matter what job you're doing. Yeah. If I'm if I'm at this job for seventy years, kill me. <laughs> he was. I don't still... even like it now when I'm in year thirteen. <laughs> he was still doing uh, daily sportscasts with the station. Mm-hmm. Now he's only going to do it weekly. Uh, he's still there. Last year they were in the third quarter thing. I don't know. Some of those are rough. <laughs> I think maybe there was probably some audio issues. He couldn't hear what was going on, but. Just... Cut the mic. Cut the mic. Yeah. And Halsey, the best ad read in the business. Uh, the printer one? Well, Tony Roma is paying for 30 seconds and oh, getting yeah. about five minutes. <laughs> no wonder Roma's is uh, closing locations without daily Halsey on the air. <laughs> no kidding. I, like For as much as I make fun of Brian Hall, been one of the best advocates this league has ever had we need more personalities like that man and and you know, guys that love the game guys that want to cover the game guys that want to protect the game that that's what halsey yeah. wants you know and you can tell that he loves this league loves the elks yeah like they're in his, it's in his blood yeah um and that's that's the kind of people that need to be working for teams and in the league and for the league and stuff like that and it just goes and like yeah 70 years it, he's not working this doesn't no. work to him. No, you can tell because it just he has fun. Yeah. And yeah, I make fun of the the between third and fourth quarters and whatever because he yells a little bit in the microphone. <laughs> but, I mean, I grew up with Hall on yeah. six thirty chat. It's yeah. it's it's a it's I I I did, I thought he would die on air. <laughs> I didn't think he'd ever slow down. Yeah. But- what a remarkable career yeah. uh, from Halsey. This episode, old, if he's been there for seventy years, how old is he? Did he start there when he was ten? Like I, <laughs> <laughs> man, I almost want to. Oh, he was born in nineteen thirty-four. Eighty-eight. So he started there when he was eighteen. Yeah. Started, the one he, so he job his college. whole life. Maybe he had a paper oh, route or man. something, but wow. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. That is, that's beyond impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well done uh, for Mr. Brian Hall. Like if I, if I'm here at uh, 88 doing two and out. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that for a second. Imagine Statler that. Statler and Waldorf. 
This episode of Tune Out brought to you by Taproot Spotlight, a service that helps businesses and organizations pay attention to the people they serve. Taproot tells you the news about the people and companies that are important to you. You can use that information internally to keep everyone on the same page or share it with the world in your newsletter, on your website, and on your social media channels. Paying attention pays dividends. You can find out more at taprootpublishing.ca slash spotlight. It's taprootpublishing.ca slash spotlight. We're coming into combine season of uh, the CFL, not uh, harvest. That's coming up. uh, Oh, okay. Six months or so. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So uh, there'll be a lot of stuff still happening in the CFL. It seems like rosters have kind of taken shape for the most part. We still somehow find things to talk about. Will we be able to get a player and give them the old two and out bump? Because last year I'm taking credit for that Jalen Ackland season. Jalen Ackland season, 100%. <laughs> There's no maybe question we, that was all us. Maybe we're just going to ask him again. Uh, maybe we should try to get Dane on. Hey, God. If he's listened to us before, he's. There's no way. <laughs> Bet you will never get Tony Washington in. <laughs> You can rate, review, and subscribe to Tune Out on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube. We will talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.